Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and as always, I'm joined by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, FAM? Hello. How are we doing? Hey, how's it going? It's going well. It's nice to see everyone. It's kind of hard to get together around the holidays. It's been a, a you know a little over a week because schedules and certain people are playing GPs and doing awesome at them and other things like that. But it's good. It's good to see everybody. I see everyone's shining faces on my Discord, and now everyone can hear our wonderful voices in this podcast. Can they hear that it's nine in the morning? <laughs> I well, think it's they 11 can. where I am. Well, yeah, oh, pretty much it's okay. 11 a.m. where I am. <laughs> for me, it's nine in the morning and it's very early. Well, for some of us who only like yep. getting up at the crack of noon, like me and Caroline, this is a struggle. <laughs> for some of us who like getting up at literally the crack of dawn, like Eric, uh, this is just like another day for you. You're just you're just bright eyed and bushy tailed. Eric yeah. posted that he was free after eight all day, and we I thought that meant eight p.m. So did I. Only because he said. I'm at first I have basketball and then I'm free and we both like Brasky went wait what and yeah you're, you're like yeah basketball's at 4 45 a.m <laughs> I was like what I was well, technically are you starts... the only one there is it just an excuse to you to stand by the hoop like do no, other people there was, go? Uh, we had a 20 person run today there's both courts were going it was pretty nice it's actually just Eric on a court by himself with a bunch of life-size cardboard cutouts of Jace and then he just kind of dribbles around them and shoots basketball. 4.45 in the morning? Well, the game, okay, so... On Christmas like, Eve? I wake, up, I wake up at 4.45, and I get to the gym at, like, 5.30, because the first game starts, in quotes, uh, at 6 o'clock. But if you're there at 6 o'clock, then you're not in the first game. So everybody, like, slowly started showing up earlier. So now, really, this first game starts at, like, 5.30, 5.20, something like that. <sighs> I was still I was still awake at 4:45. I hadn't gone to sleep yet. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. These are crazy. That's the topic of a conversation. We work at it at the same time. Neither one of us can be awake at the same time. <laughs> uh, works. You guys are actually the same person. Yeah, you got us. Well, besides uh, everyone's weird circadian rhythms, how has everyone's week in magic been? I've been, uh, you know, playing a lot of uh, a lot of magic on MTGO and Arena. And uh, played my first Pioneer event since the the recent bans, or the most recent bans. I played with Kethis uh, combo. It was great. I went 4-1. The deck feels cool. Uh, unsure if it's that good, but it felt really cool. Um, and then also in Standard, I hit all the way up to top 10 Mythic playing just like a random assortment of Standard decks because I just like wanted to like make sure that I wasn't missing anything for the MCQ that are coming up in a few weeks. Uh, on arena so i was just like hey let's just check everything and i've come to the conclusion either all the decks are great or all of the decks are equally bad um i'm unsure but uh they do equally well anyway and uh after the podcast today i'll actually be firing up my stream and um hopefully learning a little bit of uh historic just a wonderful game of standard roulette for you yeah also hey i almost forgot this part the uh i was told on my stream uh that i helped like all of my playing of all of the different decks, uh, help somebody queue for the PT. They they watched my my uh, vods back and were was watching some of my I guess uh, Jeskai fires playing and stuff like that you're, and talking about it. Your Jeskai fires punting. Yeah, my Jeskai fires punting. Nice. They just basically learned everything they weren't supposed to do, <laughs> and then they were like, "Oh, well, as long as I don't do that, I probably win." And then they did. <gasps> I can't remember. Oh, as long as I don't discard my only fires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my hand is full of cards i really need fires for yeah but we still won that one well we won we that, that, that match game. anyway we lost that yeah game. but we won that match we lost that we game like match. 12 minutes later or something is that right yeah it was great um, it was a good time i really enjoyed that brasky has been really like giving us great transitions all of the, our episodes and then today he's like no training wheels just i'm not going to transition you guys figure <laughs> it out and we nailed it he's still going next up. it's okay <laughs> i just get to sit back with my tea and say yeah you you transition that one <laughs> okay i'm gonna go next my weekend magic was great uh i just went just came back from gp portland last night um i actually went down third i flew down which is a little weird because Portland isn't super far. It's like five hour drive. And basically everyone from Vancouver and Seattle was driving. So I'm sure I could have uh, got a ride, but I decided to fly. So I flew Thursday night and then I flew home 
um, last night, so Monday night. So it's kind of a little bit of an extra long uh, trip for me, which is pretty cool. I ended up going seven and two on day one, um, but I was seven and one going into last round. So it's what I call a sad seven and two. Whatever your result is in round nine is how you feel for the rest of the evening. <laughs> so if you were seven and one and you end seven and two, you're like, oh, I'm sad. But if you were six and two and you managed to convert to seven and two, you're like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> so I had a sad seven and two. Um, I did have two features on day one, like min mini, like sort of fake features, but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and also I had like a bonus holiday tweak. So I had um, a friend of mine had a holiday hat and I was really excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of your Santa hat. And then like two rounds later, they just came back from their car and they just put a hat on my head <laughs> and they're like, here, you can keep it. So I actually have it somewhere. Um, so I have a, a Santa's hat that I kept wearing all day that I really liked. It had a, a moose on it. <laughs> so it's really cute. It's very on brand for Caroline. You're now priced into wearing it to every Grand Prix next year. I know. That's what I was going to be the next, like, uh, the How to Train Your Dragon guy, the Toothless Dragon. Um, and so that that was pretty cool. And my features were fun. There was one picture. I was playing Alan Wu. And the board, I was playing against Flash. And the matchup is generally favored for me, but the board state was getting a little complicated. So I had to make some moves pretty quickly, but I was doing my combo and my combo I was playing green, black adventures. So my combo was playing the, the great henge and a couple innkeepers and then just exploding on the board. So that was fun. But the Twitter picture was of like the board state and there was a lot of comments on how it was quite complicated, but there was also a lot of digs at my playmat and saying my playmat made it intentionally more complicated than it was meant to be, which I was really sad about. My playmat is from um, the Pro Tour 25. So it's it's like 40 different pictures of magic cards in little squares. And it's like a, a wizard's playmat that <laughs> you can get at the, at the PT. And I was just really sad because I really liked that playmat. It's the only playmat I use and it is not an intention of like making things more complicated. And so I, Twitter made me sad which they would never do on purpose, I'm sure. <laughs> um, day two went less well. I kind of alternated wins and losses for a little bit. I, I won and then I lost and then I won and then I lost. And then I decided to mix it up a bit and I lost and then I lost. <laughs> um, it is often that wheels fall off for me on day two. Um, I have like, this year has been pretty interesting. I think we'll talk about it in a different segment, but I have some theories on what has been a possible reason for why things are falling off and what it, like what incentives there are in day two and stuff like that. But um, that is for a different time. But I will say that I had a great gathering weekend as well. I had a lot of non-male friends around, which is usual, Like, but there was a lot more than, than usual, so that's good. And then also West Coast Grand Prix are the best Coast Grand Prix. I think you need to... You need to discuss with your friend Luis, a little genius and grifter. Is it genius or grifter to have a playmat that is just a bunch of random Magic the Gathering cards in order to make the game more complex? That's that's the next topic of conversation you suge suggest. For I'm them. not. I just really like this playmat, and every time I put it down, I would say like nine out of ten times my opponent or someone next to me goes, "Wow, sick playmat." I have never heard. The only other person who's complained about <laughs> my playmat is Sam. <laughs> Sam claims that if he plays against me, he will ask me to switch playmats, which isn't true because we have played <laughs> and I use that playmat. The only thing I know is how much I love that moose hat that you had. It just made me so happy. It's like smiling at directly at you. I go out and find yourself someone who looks at you the way Caroline's moose hat looks at you. That's what we need to do. That's some life goals right there. Okay, like, you have to put a picture of the moose hat in the show notes so that people can see it. Don't it's like Caroline's like, moose like, snuggie that she has. Or the... the, the yeah. 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 I should wear this to Grand Prix. Yeah. It just stares at you. When you Caroline moves her head, it just it, it stares into my soul. Yeah, just put. The... I was actually more worried that my hat would be considered distracting over my playmat. No, I think you put the put the hood, the moose hood over, and then every time you make a play, just tilt your head down slightly so all it just looks like is that the moose is staring directly at your opponent. <laughs> well, besides wearing awesome hats, uh, Sean, did you have any awesome hats going on, or what else did you do in Magic? <laughs> I had a pretty good couple weeks in Magic. So two weekends ago, played Shocker Blue-White in a Pioneer tournament, ended up chopping in the top four for that, um, played Blue-White, beat up some really like diverse decks. I played against pre-ban Nexus, so I played against that. And then 
this last weekend I played against um, in the top eight of a tournament. I lost to the blue, red, and soul deck, which I didn't really have a good sideboard for because I just forgot that the deck was a thing and just like thought people weren't playing it anymore. Um, so blue, white was feeling really good. It's nice when I get to play blue, white, and it's like probably one of the better decks in the format. The only thing it's missing are like probably another spot removal spell because Azorius charm and Supreme verdict do all the heavy lifting. And both those cards are really easily to ex- easy to exploit. So um, I think blue, white is really good. I think that it can only get better with the new sets, hopefully. So we'll see. They need to print a new removal spell, but other than that, it was a good week. Um, now I'm just getting ready for Christmas. I have to wrap all my presents today, and then I have family Christmas after this. Yep, just enjoying the week, getting ready for the holidays. I did I did uh, my due diligence of just trying to learn a new deck, uh, a different type of deck and standard that I haven't played, and that was Simic Ramp for me. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the Flash decks, so I wanted to play, but I have a lot of like the, the blue-green cards, so I wanted to learn something on that side. So I just kind of put together um, a pretty close to accurate Simic flat or Simic ramp deck and just kind of the big thing I learned from it and reading as many guides as I could on it was uh, learning how to mulligan aggressively depending on your matchup knowing that hey you know you have this hand that is three lands four spells or four lands three spells which is nice but it really isn't what you're looking for against the matchup that you're going for so a lot of times I would find myself mulliganing all the way down to you know five uh, but finding like the two or three cards that I really needed in that matchup and then winning as opposed to just keeping a hand of seven cards because it was evenly split and not being able to do anything and losing the match that way. Uh, that was what I did this past week. It was really learning uh, how to, you know, using Simic Ramp to learn about properly mulliganing for the matchups that you're in. And it was a lot of fun, and I think I learned a, a good amount, and I won a few more games than I would have, because Lord knows I lost a lot to start. I lost a whole bunch to start, but I felt a lot better going towards the end of the week. Eh, you get used to losing after a while. Lost a lot of matches of Magic in my life, so you'll get used to it. It seems that it's all I do lately, is just kind of uh, find wonderful ways to lose, because uh, it's a wonderful time of year to start learning the game of Magic. And for whether or not you are learning the game of Magic, or whether or not you are a seasoned pro, uh, or if you have aspirations of getting there someday, uh, Wizards of the Coast shed a little bit more light on the Mythic Championships, and the Mythic Championship qualifiers, and the Mythic Challenges, and insert the name Mythic and something competitive, and you will learn something about it. Uh, they shed a little bit more light on the system. Uh, perhaps uh, we could throw more shade on the system, because some people think it's a great system, some people are still confused, uh, some people are not sure what to think. And to give us kind of the rundown of uh, MCQs and all things Mythic Championships and Mythic Qualifiers is Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins. So, Conan Hawk, what was some of the details that we got about uh, you know this upcoming year in the world of MCQs? Yeah, there was a huge change uh, to the way they work, and I found that the... I'm going to use their first name or the, their actual name first, and then I'm going to get rid of the word mythic because it gets very confusing if you just keep saying the word mythic. So there is a mythic championship qualifier change, and that one is they used to be played around or on two-day events or played as two-day events, and now they're one-day events. Um, so before you would play day one, you would hope to qualify for day two, and then in day two, if you did well, you would go to the mythic uh, championship. Uh, now you'll be going to the Mythic Invitational, so that's a change there too. Um, but now you'll play one day, and if you get 10 wins, you're in. That's very simple, uh, very easy. The one hard thing about it is, is that you only get two losses before you are actually booted from the event. Um, and then you also um, get points, Mythic points, after five wins. Uh, you'll accrue those. They didn't say how many points or you know, what the, the points will look like or anything like that. But once you hit five wins, every win after that, you start accruing points. Um, and then the Mythic Challenges are very, very similar to the Mythic Qualifiers, uh, which is 10 wins is the max and three losses is the maximum amount of losses you can take before you are done with the event. And you will also accrue points after five wins. So real quick on this one more time, just to kind of recap on how the Qualifier works. The qualifier works. If you get 10 wins, you're in. If you get two losses, you're out. Um, and then the challenges, 10 wins, you're done. Three win- three losses, you're done. Both points after five. And so obviously the change here is points. So what do the points do for you? 
Um, at the end of the seasons, if you are in the top eight of uh, the total people that got points, you will also qualify for the Mythic Invitational. So there's a second way to qualify for a Mythic Invitational, not just the qualifier. And then if you're in the top 200 people with Mythic or with points, sorry, um, then you will skip past the ways of qualifying for the uh, for the um, qualifier. Sorry, you'll skip past that. So you don't have to be top uh, 1200 Mythic for you know one of the two, maybe three months that they they run it for. Um, you'll just be automatically locked for season two's events. So you'll be able to play the mythic qualifiers and the challenges as well. So it seems like an initial, like to, to break it all down to an accessible thing is that they want to award people that spike and do an amazing job at one event, but they also want to award uh, consistent performance throughout. Yeah, that was their biggest goal was that um, they wanted to be able to you know, like you said, if you do really, really well in the qualifier, you get into the you get into the Mythic Invitational, which is an awesome story, right? You you've won ten games without losing, or ten matches without losing two matches, um, and then also if you just you know get nine wins in a qualifier and eight wins in a challenge, and then maybe nine more wins in a qualifier and seven wins in a challenge, and you're like, I oh, just you know so close, just missed by a hair, and then it's like, well, you're you're in there anyway because you did so well throughout the the seasons. Um, and I think that's really awesome. Um, the, you know, obviously there's some takeaway from it. Uh, they didn't want to have two day events because they wanted it to be, um, I guess like more like easier for people to schedule these events. You know, if, if you have day one and you go, well, if I do really well on Saturday, then my Sunday isn't free because I have to play, you know, on Sunday. And now it's like, well, you only have to do Saturday, but you have to do really well on Saturday. Um, which is definitely a big change. Caroline, Sean, what's your kind of thoughts of what you've seen of how the MCQ system is played out? Is it something that, as you've now seen how it's going to be set up for the year going forward, is it something that you now are going to strive for? Uh, something that you want to you know, give a shot to in the standard way of, of working in Magic Arena? Or do you still have more questions about it? Or have you seen it and said, you know what, not for me? Um, I think overall it's something I would love to strive for, but it's still it was already hard looking at it before uh and it seems going 10 and 1 seems a little bit harder uh i guess it's only one tournament so it's not as bad but um still goal for me is to qualify for one of these first and then figure it out from there um yeah i mean <clears throat> i'm pretty interested in it but this kind of comes back to i need to play more arena uh, my 2019 arena playing was pretty low, so I'll need to get back on to playing more arena. I obviously prefer playing Paper Magic, but um, I think first I'll need to play more arena before I'm ready to like start playing these MCQs and stuff like that. So um, if I do play a lot more arena this year, which is one of my goals, that I think it will be a good opportunity for me and for you know players like us. So. Yeah, I think the the way that most people have looked at this system uh, and the updates that they've seen is that they're either cautiously optimistic or optimistically confused, one way or the other. That's kind of how they kind of feel about uh, what they what they see in competitive magic, or at least in the esports realm, uh, going forward in the next year. That's like eighty nine percent of Wizards' announcements, right? Like, we're just not really sure what to think. I feel good, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing that we all kind of feel good about is the year that we've had. It is, you know, the end of 2019, and it has been a very eventful year. Uh, just, you know, for all of us in the game of Magic uh, in many different ways. And that's what we kind of wanted to touch on uh, a little bit, you know, as we talk about team topics and things like that. Is that we just kind of wanted to reflect on uh, the year that was for each of us in Magic the Gathering. And so, Sean, let's start off with you. Talk a little bit about how 2019 has been for you. Uh, and what's the big things that you've taken away from this year? Yeah, so personally, it was a pretty rough year for the Gallagher. Um, it, but in my Magic career, it was pretty good. I played, I think, eight, possibly nine Grand Prix. I couldn't get the final count this morning, but it was at least eight. And I cashed three modern ones, you know, modern being my primary format. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Played a lot of Pioneer once that was announced, so I was really excited that 
um, the format was basically everything I wanted it to be, um, where a, a format where I could play Sphinx's Revelation. So that's really exciting. Um, you know, we joined Segoy, uh, got a lot of, I felt like I personally, I got a lot better at the game of magic just from being able to constantly talk and theory craft with a bunch of like-minded individuals. That was something that I struggled with personally in the past just because I didn't really have a lot of good friends who played magic still. Um, so getting to kind of reignite the theory crafting side of magic for me was really nice. Um, I ended up playing a couple of Grand Prix this year where I didn't register a control deck. In the past, I had always registered a control deck. Um, so one of my goals this year was to, you know, just not do that. Um, I played Devoted Druid in Modern, and I cashed a GP where I did that. So that was really exciting for me. Um, and then just getting to communicate with more people on the Grand Prix in the Star City Circle in a personal capacity, you know, interacting with the community a little bit more. Um trying to make my personal brand a little bit better, I guess. Um, so just being able to interact with the community a lot more than I have in the past has been a really awesome part of 2019 for me, you know, and then everyone on Sergoy, you know, Hawk, Caroline, Brasky, you guys are dope. And everyone else who's not on this podcast are also great. Everyone's just super helpful and always willing to chat. So it's, it's a super good 2019. It makes me really excited for 2020, you know, with the whole, you know, partial cues and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm excited to see where 2020 is going to take us. Nice. Eric, how about you? Uh, this, uh, I guess like 2019 will always kind of hold a little uh, special part for me personally. Um, so obviously we did join, uh, we all joined Team Segoy, which was awesome. Um, and actually I went to one of my three Grand Prix that I went this year. And, um, and the I top aided one of them, which was Grand Prix Denver, and it was also a Grand Prix that we as a team got a like a huge like shout out to like or we got a piece on uh, on Twitter about us, which was super awesome. Um, so that was like really really cool because we were just kind of a brand new team at that point, and um, so you know got to see the team, got to see. You know, the team got, you know, helped my, me like prepare for the Grand Prix. And then I got my first Grand Prix top eight uh, for those that were keeping along or keeping track at home. It only took me 29 Grand Prix and 267 matches uh, to not only top a Grand Prix, but make my first Mythic Championship slash Pro Tour. But who's counting, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Who's counting? <laughs> uh, apparently, um, the person that does the MTG uh, ELO program. Uh, is counting. I, I can never pronounce their their Twitter name. Um, you but just then, say huh? all the letters. A J I V I, right? Is that what it no, is? A L G V I, right? A L G V I. Hold on I one think. second. A-J- I can find this out. I think it's A L G V I. His name notch. is Adam. If that's easier for you, his name is Adam. <laughs> okay, Adam. A J L V I, is what it is. Oh, okay. Is, the, then, is that the picture of the guy riding a Yoshi? I think that's what it is. Right? Yes. <laughs> that it, that would be that would be uh, the Mario riding a Yoshi, yeah. And then um, I also got uh, at the beginning of the year, I also got an SCG top eight, which was number three. Uh, so that was really cool. And then um, later on in the year, uh, myself and another member of the the Segoy, uh team got to play in Fandom Legends. That was uh, Tom Locke, aka Brandon Downs, and um, it was really cool because. You know, you would play with other streamers, but you would also play against like MPL members. You would play against Hall of Famers and being able to play against them, you know, beating them, uh, you know, a couple of times just kind of proved to myself that, you know, hey, I can like hang with these, you know, I can hang with these people um, and, you know, just like being invited back to fandom a couple of times, you know, top four in, I think, top four in twice, I think. You really win cool. one? I did win one. I won and, one with uh, me and Brandon that made the finals. Brandon came second. Yeah, yeah, we got to play all Segway finals. Wasn't that? Um, was it a Gruel mirror? I can't remember. No, it, Brandon was on Gruel and yeah. I was on uh, white uh, white aggro or white weenie or whatever you want to call okay. it. Okay. Okay. Was that the first one you played in? I think so, because we got it. We got the uh, the quote like pity that was invite. The first, yeah, the the first of the three Arena MC Thursdays. The Thursdays yeah, before so then, the arena MCs, they were short people. Yeah, all of the big names left, and then uh, and then Brandon and I came in to, to to mop it up. 
And then we we obviously got invited back and all that stuff. And it was really, really cool. I am sad that they're not doing any or doing anything magic related right now, but hopefully they come back. Um, because um, yeah, I mean they were just awesome and it was a really cool community. And I'm you know glad to be a part or glad to have been a part of it. And then also, um, this is the first year that I've also streamed enough to be considered like full-time at it. Um, I mean, obviously it's not my full-time income, but maybe sometime in the future, who knows? Mopping it up in 2019. That's the, that's the title of the year that was for Conan Hawk. That's a good title. We should use that one for next year too. Put it up, put it up. We'll use it for next year. It's the great way. That's our philosophy going into the new year. We're going to be mopping it up. That's what we're going to be doing. Caroline, did you do uh, a lot of mopping or, or did you do uh, any other type of action for your 2019 in Magic? Um, I'm really not clear on what the mopping was, but yeah. I didn't play that a lot a, of Magic. That was a very strange segue. I, just I know. I was there. trying to figure something out. <laughs> there. I was like, really giving me the... He's just throwing me to the wolves. I call it segue. I call it to expert be, level. That's what it is. To be, to be fair, it's at the end of the year, so he probably just ran out of segues. Well, we only did like 11 episodes. What's going to happen next year? Well, Is I, it 13? I have my amount of segues know. that are ready for 2020, but I can't use them yet. All right. So they're just sitting yes, like in a jar and then I'll pull them out and then I'll be like, oh, fantastic. <gasps> Look at this great segue. jars? Yes. That's really cute. It's true. It's true. I really hope you're not. I, I just really hope you're carrying like a little notepad, and whenever you think of like a cool like segue, you just like write it down and then throw it in the jar. Yes, but I like... I can only think of segues while I'm writing a segue. That's the that's the key oh thing. nice. So it becomes dangerous when I have to write it down while I'm still on the segue and driving. Oh, when you're writing a segue, okay. Precisely. I heard I can only think of them when I'm writing a segue, and I was like, well, how did you start writing it if you could only think of it? And I got it stuck in a loop. That, <laughs> but that anyway. was the paradox. And yeah. that's also a loop if he gets stuck in that loop. And we're going to get stuck. We also stuck. just get stuck on a segue. It's true. In fact, we okay. did just get stuck on this segue. So instead of getting we stuck really on this stuck segue, on segue, let's get on the metaphorical segue, a literal metaphorical segue, and ride into the year of 2019 and what it was for Caroline Cavanaugh. So how Hold was on. 2019 for you? Hold Wait. on. One last thing. Literal metaphorical segue? Yes. Isn't that a paradox? No. <laughs> Yes, because this whole segment hasn't been a paradox. Okay, be quiet. I played nine Grand Prix this year. I actually went back in Canada. I played a Grand Prix every month except for January, May, and November. Um, I would have actually played. My plan was to play the Grand Prix at the MC6, but I ended up working instead. So uh, I think in general, I try to play about a Grand Prix a month. So it's like pretty good for me. Um, I day two six of those Grand Prix, which is a much higher number than in the past. So I was pretty happy with that. Uh, and then of those six, I actually cashed four of them, um, which also is a significantly higher than the past because I had never cashed a Grand Prix until this year. Um, and I will say that there is a little bit of an asterisk in my opinion, because a lot of those Grand Prix were... Uh, based on sizing so almost all of them were some sort of like everybody caches or most people caches like in denver you just had to do better than two people <laughs> two people did not cash denver as long as you outran those two people you were totally fine and then i was trying to think back of my records i'm pretty confident that i went seven and two on day one and almost every day two <laughs> except vegas i think i finished six and three um and overall, I think I believe it's a pretty big improvement on my Magic career. I I have played a lot of Grand Prix before this as well. I just didn't always do super great. Um, this year also had some cool bonuses like joining Sogoy. Um, I started streaming consistently. And by consistently, I mean once a week <laughs> sometimes. Um, but I, I managed to fill an entire calendar year of streams with a guest. Um, I bugged enough people that and and people came back, so that's has to be good. They they wanted to keep streaming with me, so that's good. Um, and yeah, that was like a really cool achievement that I just kind of unlocked in my head last week, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, I think 2019 in general magic was great. Uh, in personal life, I actually quit one of my like favorite jobs, like working with kids, and then worked into like a 
office-like job for most of the rest of 2019. So that was a big change for me. Uh, also going well, so that's pretty good too. Nice. Everything, lots of lots of growing and lots of uh, cashing and a lot of fun all at the same time. Is that mopping? I don't know. Was it's I true. supposed to say yes? You were mopping it up. You're, you, you're, you're, oh, that, you okay. know what you're doing? You were mopping it up. That's all we can say. Nice. And for me, uh, it's interesting because this was like my first full year actually playing the game of Magic the Gathering. I kind of learned it, uh, learned the basics of it in 2018, and I was kind of enjoying Magic Arena when it was in its beta phase and doing stuff like that. And then uh, Tom Locke invited me to go to uh, my very first pre-release, which was in January of 2019. It was Ravnica Allegiance, and I got to go in and play a pre-release, get my first like taste of paper magic, especially in Sealed, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, it was really, really cool. I basically built this... Uh, Orzhov control deck that splashed blue a little bit because I had a lot of really awesome like board clears and wraths and ended up going three and three on my very first like sealed which I thought was like really really cool for me uh, and ever since then really dove headfirst into the game and wanted to learn as much as I could about it uh, and wanted to be you know for me I love being a content creator I love doing that sort of stuff and so that was what my year was was content creation which was starting this podcast doing a little bit of esports broadcasting for both magic and other things uh, it was a lot of fun, and I've definitely uh, expanded my horizons in terms of the type of content creator I want to be, but also uh, really grew as a player, and really playing Magic helped me play other games as well. And so that's what I had in 2019, and uh, that's what I'll be going into in 2020 is still continuing to create awesome content, make stuff that uh, hopefully people want to engage in while still participating in this fantastic game and meeting new people because of it, which is what I did with the three of you, which I'm very thankful for. You're all right, Brasky. I guess. Yeah, this has been great. Like the podcast has been been uh, one of the things of the week that I look forward to. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I agrees. You know what I think we all can agree with, though, is that we all make mistakes in this game. We also punt games away, and that is why we have reached the punt of the week, which is what we love to do at this podcast, is talk about uh, where we screw up, because sometimes when we screw up, we learn and we get better. And this week, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, has his punt of the week. So why don't you share that with us this week? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier on my stream, I was playing basically every standard deck I could find, and um, which ended up with me playing some cards that I don't necessarily know all the words on. Um, and so I was playing, uh, again, I was playing a green-white deck that was popularized by a streamer named Crokies. And um, just like playing along, and then I was thinking about a line of like, you know, I have a Vivian in, in play, a Vivian in my hand, and I have a couple creatures in play, and I'm like, I can like, you know, what if I use this Vivian to do something and then play this Vivian and then use it to do another thing? And then I'm like, okay, so like, what's the best thing here? And I come up with like a pretty decent line of like what I think my or what I think Vivian does. And I just like make my play and then the entire chat blows up and it's like, why didn't you kill their Nissa? Right at the end of at the end of the uh, at the end of my turn. And I'm like, I couldn't kill the Nissa. I, I plussed and I plussed and it's like, so there's nothing I could have really done about it. And they're like, you know, uh, Vivian can minus three to not only fight creatures, but also planeswalkers, right? And I just like had to like go highlight over Vivian, read it again. And sure enough, uh, the the punch ability of Nissa uh, does hit planeswalkers and I could have killed my opponent's Nissa. And the next turn... I was like, I think I'm fine as long as they don't play a Hydroid Crisis. And then they played a Hydroid Crisis for like X equals 12. And um, basically immediately lost the game at that point. But yeah, uh, it was a it was a nice learning moment that, you know, uh, Planeswalkers have a lot of words on the card. Uh, but also, um, you know, you should probably read all of them. I will say that Crokies was actually also in your chat yelling at you. It was me, Ben Whites, and Crokies. And we were all like, what about the, no, the, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was kind of embarrassing, but uh, you know, you you, you uh, instead of being embarrassed about it, you, you know, I just use it as a learning experience. Just play more Oko. Oko probably has less words than Vivian on it. Yes, Elk, um, Elk, <laughs> and Elk. elk right, elk uh, those are the abilities. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily we don't have Oko anymore in in our in our standard, and that makes me happy about a lot of things like that. Or historic. Yeah, thank goodness. 
And we can just keep those Elks away. We'll hopefully have an Elkless 2020 in the formats that we play because I don't think any of us play like Legacy or Vintage. I'm ready for the next Oko. I don't know what it's going to be, but this, what's the Beyond Theros Beyond Death mechanic called? Where it's like pseudo flashback? Oh, I was saying Devotion. Um, oh, you like the Elspeth, for example. Um, I think, El- by the way, I'm going to go on record right now and say that I think the Elspeth is way better than people think it is. Oh, the card's insane, right? People think it's like, okay. And I'm like, this card, like, it has flashback. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, flashback. How is that? Like, the Elspeth Sun's nemesis. This flashback mechanic where you just have to, like, exile four other cards from your graveyard and pay six mana. Like, that's so easy to do. Like, this mechanic is going to, like, there's going to be an Oko in the set. I don't know if it's Elspeth, but, like, she's really powerful, and there's going to be another card in the set that's just going to be super powerful. Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk about all the new cards in Beyond Theros, or Theros Beyond Death, uh, when the new year hits, because that, I think, will be something that we can definitely touch on uh, before the set releases. But before we get to the new year, I want to know what everyone's New Year's resolution is. We all have... Uh, you know, we all make resolutions going into the new year of how we want to get better and how, uh, what are some things we want to accomplish. And so that's what I want to know in the game of Magic. What are your New Year's resolutions? Uh, Caroline, let's start with you. Well, mine are currently just play more Magic, uh, which actually maybe isn't even fair because I played a lot of Magic this year. Uh, I don't really have anything super specific, I think. I didn't have any really specific goals this year, and I think that that was fine. I think it is not in my best interest to have a very specific goal, like make the PT or, you know, top eight at Grand Prix or something like that. I think that I am at my comfort level in Magic. I'm having fun. I'm doing the best, or I'm doing well enough that I'm content and happy, and if things should get better, that's great. And I think that's where I'm at. I don't believe it's great to have really specific goals that are sort of out of your control um because magic is you know some skill some luck some other factors so i don't know i'm happy where i am i'm happy to continue playing magic um i know that the grand prix with the fractal invites is something new and exciting um my only concern is that um my circle of friends uh we're all kind of engaged with magic previous years, like 2018, 2017 and 2019 was not a great year for wanting to keep playing magic. So hopefully uh, I can realign with my friends and still, they still want to play because playing magic without friends is not as fun. Agreed. Eric, what about you? I uh, am one of the people that benefits greatly from having specific goals. So I'm sure they'll get narrowed down um, as time goes on, but for right now, uh, they're going to be to be attend more Grand Prix. I, like I said, I only went to three of them. Um, I started off this year kind of like on a should I play the SCG circuit or should I play the Grand Prix circuit? Um, but with the fractional invites being added to the Grand Prix this year, uh, it's just going to be the Grand Prix. Uh, having having tasted the 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 uh, Pro Tour, I want to get back or the Players Tour now. Uh, having play or you know tasted the Players Tour, I, I want to get back to that. And then also just uh, to stream a bunch more because I, I would love to hit partner on Twitch. Um, so that would be, it would be pretty awesome if I could do that as well. Nice. Sean, what's your goals going into the new year? Yeah, so kind of what Caroline and Hawk were saying, fractional invites are going to be great. So I'm going to try to do that. And then also on top of it all, I used to stream a little bit and I'm going to try to get back into it. Um, really excited to, you know, there's a lot of great video games and outside of Magic even, I know. Um, Hawk probably doesn't understand that, but there's a lot of cool video games out there that I love playing that I want to share with some really dope people. So I'm going to try to get back into streaming this year. Um, you know, maybe not not sure if it's going to be like a full time thing or what, but I definitely want to stream at least a little bit. Um, and then you know the Grand Prix thing, and then there's also another circuit that I was on the leaderboard for most of the year last year, and that's the OCM tournament series, and that's like a local Iowa tournament series. Um, so I'm going to do that this year as well. And the first tournament's January 4th, where it's a team tournament. And I'm going to be playing Pioneer in that. So I'm going to try to start off strong uh, with a good tournament finish right away in the beginning of the year. And then um, we'll see where 2020 takes us. But I'm hoping to do a lot of Grand Prix in this OCM tournament series as well. 
and also just throw in some shade on Conan Hawk at the same time. <laughs> plays no other games. Hey, I have a hard enough time figuring out how Magic Arena works. Don't give me like extra buttons and, you know, like the, the PlayStation controller has like 10 of them or something. I don't know what any of them do. Oh, uh, see, when you play on PC, it's a lot easier because they all have letters and you just hit the corresponding letter. Have it's you really... seen those like the the mice that people have where they're like the, the their like thumb can like trigger 28 different things? Right? Like, what do it's those all like, even do? It's like 17 different buttons on it. That's yeah, uh, crazy. I have I, no clue what's going on. I need one of those, but specifically just for Magic the Gathering. Just kind of like do it for <laughs> MTGO. Could, you yeah. could have just a left click button for Magic and you'd be okay. My mouse has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven buttons on it. My mouse and, lights up. Yeah, Ooh, see, pretty. mine does too. It has two thumb buttons and like two more buttons right here. Great podcast material showing off our masses on a on an audio only podcast. <laughs> you know well, what? I maybe really that need, could though? be our podcast goal that we that we do some videos. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we do some live streams on this whole thing. I too. make some good facial expressions. True story. What are we gonna all be on Friendness Day with Caroline? We could do like some Uno. Oh yeah, we could do um, like a, a Sogoy podcast Friendness Day. I'll send yeah. you guys some links. I like that. That'd be dope. I we like can all that. play Uno. I don't know if you've ever played Uno, but it gets real crazy when you play Uno. Yeah, this might this podcast might not exist after a game of Uno. <laughs> <laughs> you throw in some reverses at the wrong people, and you it's just bad news. I'm looking forward Uno to some and good Monopoly. news. They they only make enemies. Exactly, exactly. If you you play two of those things, it's like, well, this podcast no longer exists. Well, what happened? Well, we played Monopoly. It started. Yeah, Sean, Sean threw a shoe. It was like the little tiny one, but it was, you know, it's still, it's still, he still threw it. Conan Hawk took the race car <laughs> token, even though he knew that I wanted it. And this is where we're at now. Yeah. We had a huge debate over whether or not free parking, you get it if you like, you know, like roll doubles like three times or something. I don't know. And, and next thing you know, the podcast no longer exists. We've lost our friendships because of Monopoly. I know I'm hoping to gain more friendships uh, going into 2020 because my thing is kind of the opposite of the others is I want to attend more in-person events. Uh, I've been mostly a digital player uh, with the occasional like in-person event here and there. And so that's what I want to do. I want to attend more pre-releases. I want to go to maybe a few in-person drafts and then maybe, just maybe, uh, if if the if the fates allow, uh, I'll be able to attend my first GP, uh, which would be really, really cool. I'm kind of looking at the schedule, see what's available. Which one? Which one? Which one? Which one? I'm not certain. But it's going to have to be something relatively close. And so from looking at that, like maybe Minneapolis, maybe. Oh, Minneapolis would be nice. because That would be uh, fun. That would be like a full, a possible full Team Sukhoi. That would be cool. (laughs) So maybe Minneapolis, maybe Milwaukee. That's up there too. You know, it depends. It'll have to be something sort of Midwest focus. Or if I can find some sort of work trip that I can make out of it where I can go for work, but then stay for a GP that's later on. So who knows? What format would you want to play? Do you know? I don't know. Probably some, uh, preferably standard uh, or some type of limited format as well. You know, I'd be looking forward to some type of just participating. Even if it's just like a side event of limited, I would do something like that too. Minneapolis was constructed this year, right? So it'll be modern. Yeah, it'll be limited next year, right? Because they alternate. So we actually don't, know if they match so just to clarify what i'm saying all the players tour like the smaller ones have matched so all the pioneer players tours are also have pioneer gps at the same weekend that's what i mean by matching um and so houston is limited and the players tour finals i assume is more than one format so i guess we're not sure so it is possible that minneapolis will match the players tour finals or just be limited so it's really up in the air i don't believe they do anything that uh, Sean is suggesting, which is alternate. Sorry, buddy. I'm hoping for 255 color uh, um, for Minneapolis. That'd be a pretty great throwback format. What? What <laughs> format is that? What? It's a great old format where you had a 250 card deck. You needed a certain amount of colors in your deck uh, to re- uh, meet the requirements. And the other greatest rule of all time is that you played for anti. Uh, you could play with jeweled birds that were either from the original set or altered, and you were not allowed to play with sleeves. <laughs> okay, so we're not playing that. So did you did you have both no card sleeves, but also no sleeves on your shirt when you walked in because it was no sleeves? Oh, that I did, <laughs> I, I missed that. I should have just like walked in and just like had like removable sleeves, just like ripped them off as I like started to play the format. 
They were zipper sleeves like those pants you could get in high school. They just had zipper sleeves. Perfect. Oh, that'd be nice. 300 card minimum looks like the official rules, Hawk. Oh, my bad. Keep I posted a link. Keep an eye out in 2020 for the uh, Swigoy, uh shop where you can buy a whole bunch of clothing options for uh, Team Swigoy, including removable sleeveless jerseys. That's what's going to be the next big thing that we're going to be showing off there. Um, but if you're looking for what the next big thing is in Magic, it's usually one of the awesome events that are going on. And as we have learned a little bit earlier, the person who's got their, their finger on the pulse of events happening throughout the world of Magic the Gathering is Caroline Cavanaugh. And she's going to help us out learn about what's coming up in the new year, specifically in the month of January, with where in the world is Caroline going to be. So Caroline, what's going to be happening in the world of Magic? I'm going to pause while you play the music. Oh, I'm, you don't know if I played or not. You don't listen. Yes, I do. People report to me that you don't play it. <laughs> I did a little, I like, spies. second to last one. So this I, is... Mm. I get messages every time they listen that says, there was no music today. <laughs> Great. I, I'm, I'm glad that you have people spying on the podcast just to report back to you about whether or not I play breaking news music. So whether I, was, I do or not. I was more giving us sick brags that we have listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... So January, I didn't post too many of the Grand Prix, and you know, it is kind of, I guess it's really not that far away now that I think about it, but I thought it was far away at the time. So I only posted two. I put, uh, there's January 10th to 12th is Austin. It will be modern. Um, And then January 24th to 26th is New Jersey, which will be limited. It's actually release weekend. Uh, Pre-release weekend is the week before. And I'm actually going to this Grand Prix. I'm going to book flights right after we finish recording. Um, and that'll be super cool. New Jersey is uh, where Sam's family is from. So it's a really good Grand Prix. We actually usually stay with his grand, his granddad and uh, grandfather and, and uh, their house is usually just any magic player that Sam knows in any way just stays with us. So it's pretty fun. Uh, and then I wanted to post a little bit about uh, the players tour finals that are coming up. Uh, sorry, the players tour tours that are coming up and then the finals so there's going to be three there's january 31st to feb 2nd is in europe february 1st to 2nd is in asia uh and then the february 7th and 9th is the one for america and that one's in phoenix and that they all have they're all pioneer and limited for the, the actual players tour and they all also have grand prix attached to them that are all pioneer grand prix um, so there's actually quite a lot of, there's technically like three Pioneer Grand Prix coming up, but I will say that they're they're attached to the the PT. So that's sort of why. Uh, and then there's the finals, the Players Tour finals, which is in Houston, uh, April 24th to 26th. So uh, I believe you qualify for that. I believe the only way to qualify for the Players Tour finals at this point is to do well at the actual Players Tour because series, qualifying for series one stuff ends yesterday in Portland. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think once we fire back up in January, we can maybe have Eric do a little bit of uh, research at the library and figure out what how to best to present what's qualifying for what and what Grand Prix and pr- Players Tours look like for us. So Eric, you should do that. Thanks. Bye. Are you talking about right now? No, uh, next. I said oh. when we fire back up next year. Oh, when we fire back up, I was like, I was like, I, I, I could look it up really quick. <laughs> yeah, and we also only have two minutes before Brasky leaves, so really, yeah, you'd have he has to, to go turn like into a pumpkin. My, yeah. yeah, my favorite was that you were just like, cool, thanks, bye, and I was hoping that like you just wouldn't speak for the rest of the podcast. Like Caroline just what? literally no. mic dropped and walked away. Like, thanks, bye. I am hungry, so maybe I would do that. That's true. We all need to eat because we don't usually cast this early in the morning, and I know that I'm getting a little hangry. I think we all could just use uh, a nice meal and get ready for the holiday, uh, and then we can come back nourished and well-rested to deliver even more amazing podcasts in the future. And that is what we hope to do in 2020 for all of you. And that's going to do it for us for this holiday edition of Fam, Friends, and Magic. And we certainly hope that you enjoyed this cast. We hope that you've enjoyed uh, all of the episodes that we've had so far. And for all of you that are listening out there, we want to say thank you very much for making this uh, a wonderful little, little thing that we do, that we hope to do a lot more of in 2020. Uh, So that's what we're thankful for. 
as we close out the, the, the year that was in 2019. And we want to know from you is how has your year in Magic been, and what are you hoping to do in 2020? And you can let us know by tweeting at us at Swagoy Gaming, at S-W-A-G-O-I. Just search for us on Twitter and let us know what it is that you did that you're proud of in 2019 in Magic, and what do you look forward to doing in 2020? And if you're listening to this cast for the first time, or maybe it's your second, third, or fourth episode listening to us, make sure to subscribe so that you can always get updates of the wonderful wackiness that is Friends in Magic, and leave us a review on whatever it is that you listen to us through, be it iTunes or Spotify or anything else. And of course, you can find all of the wonderful people I cast with all over the internet, and let's hear from them about where you can find what it is they do and where you can find it. Conan Hawk, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me either on Twitter, Instagram, or on Twitch. Um, it'll all be under at Conan Hawk, or on Twitch it would be twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. Uh, I stream Monday through Fridays as long as I'm not traveling to, hopefully, uh, next year will be many more Grand Prix. And Sean, how about you? Yeah, you can find me uh, at Twitter at Mr. Toolshed, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed, because I'm going to try to start my stream up here probably in the next week or two. So follow me there. It'll be a great time. I'll be streaming everything from Magic to Slay the Spire, so variety stream. Love it. Caroline, where can people find you? People can find me at uh, the, or sorry, Wow. I got all messed up. Okay. On Twitter at Mighty Linguini, on Instagram at the Mighty Linguini, and at twitch.tv slash the Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays, slash maybe not during the holidays. I'm not sure. Um, I always stream with a magic guest, but not always magic. So that's me. Nice. And of course, you can find me at Brasky1142, both on Twitter and Twitch, which I also do a little bit more streaming going into the new year, which would be a lot of fun. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. We hope to see you in the new year, and uh, I think I'm going to ghost out of here like Caroline does, so I'm just going to say bye. 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 I was really hoping you were just going to end it there. <laughs> just like the Discord shuts off. And yeah, that's what I was, I, I that's what I was hoping for. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> just, just bouncing out straight from there.